Hey folks, thanks for listening to another episode of the Jedi Council Podcast, episode 16, I think? I think 17. 17? All right, you you heard it here first. I have no idea. (laughs) I just upload them every week. I don't keep track of the number. (laughs) Uh, This is Brandon Saxton. And Katie Gordon. How are you doing today, Katie? I'm I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad at all. It's Friday today. Uh, Fridays are always a good day for me. It just... Get to hang out with my lab mates and record a podcast episode. Things could be a lot worse. That's true. So how about we start things off? Uh, well, how about we start things off with a shameless self-promotion? One thing that I'm proud to do for myself <laughs> and for our for our, our podcast. Uh, for folks who have been listening to the podcast for a while now, uh, we really appreciate all of your support. It's just been it's been a lot of fun to uh, you know to start talking about things that we like and then find out there are a few people out there who are interested in listening so we've got our podcast episodes hosted on podbean but you can also find them on stitcher and itunes and uh, we would just love it if if you have been listening to the show if you like what we're talking about you want to hear us do a little bit more hop over to itunes and and click click a rating in there and uh, maybe write something about what you like about the show or if you hate it give us a low rating and write what you hate I, i mean i would prefer if you didn't but i can handle it so it's the only way that we can get better. But anyway, uh, I mean, that's just kind of how f- other folks who might be interested are going to find out about it if, if we get those ratings and uh, just makes the show more visible for other other people who might be interested. So. so thank you very much for your help. We appreciate it. And if you do have feedback for us, we welcome that too. I don't. I said, I'd said that One I of us does. But I actually don't. One of us does. You can send it to me privately. S- send it directly <laughs> to Katie. Because I'll just delete it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, just in all seriousness, we do appreciate it. And if you do leave us a review on there, we absolutely do appreciate that. And uh, maybe we'll give you a digital high five. That's pretty great. <laughs> so current events. Uh, current events for the week. One current event that was exciting and near and dear to me that I mentioned last week was we had the season premiere of both Flash and Arrow this week. Uh, both shows that I'm a big fan of. Uh, the Green Arrow is my second favorite superhero. Absolutely huge fan of The Green Arrow. And I thought that the season premieres of both shows were absolutely great. I just really enjoyed both of them. I think that uh, there's it's going to be a fun season for both shows. So I'm really looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, not too many other thoughts about it, really. I don't know if there are any other current events. Nothing comes to mind for me. No, I mean, I thought it was interesting that um, Greg Rucka commented on his writing and rebirth of Wonder Woman and, and said that um, that she was bisexual or queer, and, and there were some people, a lot of people that were supportive of that in terms mm-hmm. of more visibility in comics of um, traditionally underrepresented groups. So there were a lot of people excited about that, and then there were people who were not excited about that. So I guess that was some of the recent discussion. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Mm-hmm. I I didn't see too much about it. I saw, I think, one news piece about it, so I think you're probably a little bit more informed uh, than I am about it. But. It's worth reading the Rucka's interview talking about it, but a lot of it kind of focuses on the being consistent with Wonder Woman's character, that if she's on Themyscira with all women, why it kind of makes sense that in order to keep her character as leaving by her own choice and not because purely because of Steve and Trevor, 
Um, that's his name, right? Yep. Okay. Two first names always get worried that I that I reverse them. No. Nope. That that it has to, it's something more than that, and that she could be happy and have relationships while on Themyscira, and so it made a lot of sense, and a lot of people were very supportive. There were people who um, said they appreciated seeing more representation of themselves in comics, and it meant a lot. And then, like I said, as usual, there are people who don't like it. But I, I think it's interesting to see this kind of growth in, in comics. And mm-hmm. that's something that's actually, that idea has existed for a long time, but to see it brought to the forefront again in this latest run. It's actually really interesting, this kind of paradigm shift that we've seen in comic books in maybe the last five years I don't know about that exact timeline but something like that that's really moved towards being more inclusive and kind of recognizing that the comic fan base is maybe a little bit more diverse than uh, maybe folks who create comics or who are involved in the process originally thought and really just trying to make sure that there's representation for everyone who enjoys comics so everyone can have a hero that maybe matches some of their ideals or uh, some of their characteristics. And this came up a little bit to some extent with Luke Cage where similarly there are a lot of people who liked that there was a person of color who was the main superhero and then there were some people who objected to that but overall it seemed really um, uh, many people responded positively to the show overall Mm -hmm. and that that was one aspect of it. I'm looking forward to talking about the show once Mm -hmm. we both get a little bit further in, uh, in really checking it out. The reviews are absolutely phenomenal. Um, from the little I've seen, and uh, from what I understand, it uh, so many people are watching it. Netflix actually crashed for a while. I which, heard that. Yeah, in terms of my m- memory, I don't think that's ever happened before, and I might be wrong in that. But I've watched a lot of Netflix, and I feel like <laughs> I would have been aware of it being down within the last five years probably so <laughs> it very negatively impacted you oh yes so anyway i am looking forward to watching that i haven't seen any of it yet but i think it'll be fun to talk about mm-hmm. once i do get there so so uh for folks who've been listening in the last couple of weeks today we are going to conclude our star wars trilogy we started off by talking about star wars and what we love about it and uh mostly forgetting that we were um, interested in mental health, which, whoops, we weren't watching the clock and it kind of got away from us. And then what we did is kind of moved into maybe examining a little bit of the dark side and the light side of the Force um, in very broad strokes, just kind of looking at them and maybe what are some of the characters that we like and what are some of the related uh, psychological um, constructs or mental health or just kind of how do those pieces all fit together. So last week we covered the dark side and kind of talked about the Sith and maybe a little bit of talking about the Jedi uh, kind of snuck in there because you can't really talk about one without the other kind of to make the comparisons. So this week to wrap it up, what we are going to do is is take the light side of the Force and talk about Jedi and, um, and kind of some of their teachings and maybe some of our favorite Jedi. So uh, the Jedi Council is actually a, a very interesting thing. And... Uh, we're not of, talking about us. We're talking about oh, the yeah. movie. Oh man, good catch! Because well, the Jedi Council <laughs> us is also a very interesting thing, but yes, very specifically this time, the Jedi Council in terms of the uh, Star Wars universe in which we do not exist, unfortunately, uh, is an interesting thing, and and it's been represented in a couple of different mediums, of course, in the comics and video games and movies and in the extended universe, um, and in a lot of ways. Sometimes uh, people think of the Jedi being, you know, good warriors for good. Uh, not all warriors. There are Jedi that kind of have all sorts of different um, jobs. But sometimes the Jedi Council is depicted as being very much the opposite of the Sith, almost to an extreme amount. 
Um, and I think we see that a little bit in maybe some of the more uh, Star Wars lore that people are more familiar with, um, maybe in terms of Anakin Skywalker, and maybe some of the time, specifically what I'm thinking of is the Clone Wars cartoon show, which is so fantastic. If folks haven't watched that, check it out. But during that, um, and spoilers if you haven't seen it, and if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to feel bad spoiling it. You should watch it. It's so good. Um, during that show, Anakin takes his own Padawan, who is actually accused of murder, framed for murder, and the Jedi Council, uh, and the Jedi Order as a whole, really, besides Anakin, all pretty much turn their back on his uh, Padawan apprentice, um, while Anakin kind of goes rogue, as he's known to do, to prove that she's been framed. And uh, she walks away from the Order because she recognizes, you know, just that it's supposed to be this group uh, of folks who always support one another and all this, but they were very extreme in the way that they handled that situation. So sometimes that's just one example of, of a few where they're kind of depicted in this sort of opposite but far opposite side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I just think that's a good point is that it's it's there are limitations to what to what they do and, and how they treat people and that it's not... It's not all, well, they're not perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe that humanizes them a little bit, too. But, uh, so when you're thinking about favorite people on the white side of the Force, or maybe not even favorite Jedi specifically, who comes to mind for you, Katie? Well, according to our Twitter poll of 14 people, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the favorite. Oh, I didn't see, was that the final result for that one? I didn't see that. That's really great. So that's my favorite Jedi, of course. Um, and I also really like Qui-Gon Jinn as well, um, which we get to see a lot less of, unfortunately. But I was kind of, I don't know, maybe I have, like, an anti-authoritarian streak in me. But I always kind of like that he kind of, like, rolled the fence a little bit. And, like, the Jedi Council was like, you could, like, be a council member. You could be a master if you mm-hmm. would just follow the rules once in a while. But Qui-Gon just didn't care. He just very chaotic good in that way, always mm-hmm. doing what he felt was right even if it didn't maybe fit within the framework of what the order thought was the right thing. Mm-hmm. Someone, he, there was at least one, maybe two people in our Twitter poll that also voted for Qui-Gon Jinn. So. Good. And I'm we happy. can't vote in our own poll, so I know it wasn't you. Nope, it wasn't me. I'm mm-hmm. happy that uh, Qui-Gon's getting some representation, so it's great mm-hmm. to see him. Um, Luke Skywalker, of course, is a wonderful Jedi, too, but for some reason I always kind of forget about Luke when I think about Jedi, which mm-hmm. is really terrible, probably because he's maybe the greatest Jedi, but I always just kind of think of, like, these, like, more old-school, sort of, like, heroic, uh, pre-galactic Civil War mm-hmm. Jedi. I yeah, I think it'll is. be interesting to see in the next episode what happens <clears throat> with him, because obviously, I mean, that's the cliffhanger of Episode 7, so going into Episode 8 should be very... No, I'm sorry, I get, I'm getting the numbers wrong. This is where the Star Wars fans start to criticize me again. <laughs> the one after Force Awakens is technically... Eight. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, oh. no. Never mind then. Nope, your numbers are just fine. <laughs> Those Star Wars people make me self-conscious sometimes. <laughs> there are a few nitpickers out there. Uh, I do not count myself on <laughs> But uh, no, I think you're right. And actually, not to get too off on a tangent, earlier today I was accused that I sometimes get off on tangents. And now I'm proving that person right. But uh, that's actually one thing I really liked about The Force Awakens, w- is that it kind of takes a, s- a step back from these like larger-than-life mythical characters uh, who are so famous and well-known from the Galactic Civil War. Um, and that's what I thought was so fun when you would hear someone say, 
Luke Skywalker. Oh my god. Oh, you're talking mm-hmm. about Luke Skywalker? Is he even real? Han Solo. Oh my gosh, we know Han Solo. And I just thought that was really cool because it kind of... And I think Rogue One's going to do the same thing. It's kind of taking it down to the everyday sort of folks. Mm-hmm. Of course, not that that takes anything away from how awesome they are. But it kind of... I think it puts into perspective like how awesome and like heroic the bigger characters are and lets you get a feel for how things were for other people. Yeah, and it, it shifts things because I think maybe that's part of why we don't think of Luke and think more of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn is because Luke in 4, 5, and 6 is more like Rey just starting out and mm-hmm. learning how to do things rather than this kind of mythical, amazing you know, person with a long history. Yeah, absolutely. So thinking about the Jedi teachings, I wonder if we could maybe brainstorm some ways that the teachings might have positive psychological benefits or maybe the ways that we could incorporate Jedi teachings or maybe just light side sort of teachings into maybe a therapy session, for example. So one thing that comes to jumps out right away for me is uh, is mindfulness meditation. And meditation mm-hmm. is a, a big part of what the Jedi practice. And um, to provide a specific example, one of many, I'm thinking about um, the most popular Star Wars movie, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, uh, crit- critically acclaimed, and everyone loves it. No, just kidding. I don't mind it. But uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi battling Darth Maul in uh, kind of this long hallway with these sort of hollow laser sort of doors that are closing and uh i don't remember specific it might be both of the jedi but certainly one of them i don't know if i'm remembering which one um kind of gets down and i think it's qui-gon jinn mm-hmm. meditates mm-hmm. while those doors shut mm-hmm. and kind of recenters himself to prepare for the battle with uh darth maul mm-hmm. and uh so it's interesting to see uh the meditation used that way and i know Mindfulness meditation is uh, really taking off in the psychology literature right now, too. Yeah, so a little bit of the history in psychology is that for a long period of time, there was, and it changes, but for a long period of time, there was a focus on how to change things that are wrong. So if you're thinking in a way that makes you feel bad, how can you change your thoughts? If you're behaving in a way that makes you feel bad, how can you change your behavior? And kind of the gap that was identified was, well, what if things really are wrong? What if there is a stressor? What if you're suffering from some kind of tragedy? How do you deal with that? In other words, how can you accept those negative emotions without suffering as much from them? And some therapists who did these type pulled from Eastern traditions, just like the Jedi Mm -hmm. have, and, and made actually within their therapy components of mindfulness meditation, like mm-hmm. you explained, which I think we can probably talk about in a little more detail. Mm-hmm. But this idea of being in the moment and accepting things. So that was kind of a radical shift from the idea that you just change the behaviors and thoughts all the time. And that's the way that you improve your mental health. So most components and current therapies that incorporate Eastern traditions have both. There are are things that you accept while simultaneously seeing what you can change. But what that acceptance seems to add is this ability for people to tolerate negative emotions and um, even things in life that one can't control. Yeah. So how can we, or what's a good way to maybe give people a good, because I I know when I've maybe in session introduced the idea of mindfulness meditations to uh, clients before, Sometimes they go, oh, meditation, I, I can't do that. Uh, I've tried that. 
And I think, correct me if you're wrong, maybe you have a different sense of this, but I think there's a little bit of a, uh, a misconception of what mindfulness meditation is. It, it's not really this idea of clear, clearing your mind so much and uh, not thinking about anything. Uh, there's nothing really mythical or mystical or magical about it. It's very much just being very attentive to the moment that you're in in a very non-judgmental, accepting sort of way. It, it, is that kind of how you would explain it too? Or? From my understanding, meditation is a broader term that can mean a lot of different things, and sometimes the goal is to clear your mind of things. Mindfulness, as specifically used in therapy, um, comes a lot from the miracle of mindfulness. Thich Nhat Hanh really wrote a beautiful book about it. I know that informed a lot of contemporary psychotherapy that uses it like dialectical behavior therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy. And just as you said, the idea is that you're taking some time, John Kabat-Zinn's done a lot on mm -hmm. this, we'll link you to all these things to find out more, is that you're aware of what's going on because so often with depression, people can be stuck and ruminating over things that are happening in the past. With anxiety, people can have their mind filled with worries about the future. And so what mindfulness does is helps you to practice being in the moment and teaches you a different way to relate with your thoughts, which is very different from the tradition of some behavior and cognitive behavior therapy, which we'll talk more about in another episode, mm -hmm. but basically where you're trying to change things. Mindfulness is a state where you're, you're just trying to observe and accept things. Absolutely, and if you're interested in trying it, and I would very much encourage it, because it, it is a really interesting and useful exercise. There's a lot of really great apps, and there's a lot of really great guided uh, YouTube videos that I, I think maybe we could provide one or two examples for folks to give it a try. And if you do, let us know what you thought of it, because I, I've tried it, of course, and uh, I think it's great. So I, I always encourage clients and just people in general, you know, give it a try and see if it's something that's helpful for you. The metaphor that I've heard used before in just describing it, because I think it at first is a little bit of an abstract mm -hmm. concept, is the idea that you're kind of navigating your life sometimes. If there are a lot of things going on, it's like walking through a dark room and there's furniture and you're bumping into it. Mindfulness is like having a flashlight and shining your light on it because it teaches you to be in the moment and observe thoughts and feelings. And there are a lot of different ways to get to that. Some of it is focusing on your breathing, which is probably what a lot of people think of. But there are other ways, too, having to do with listening to music. There's a classic eating a raisin mm -hmm. exercise. There are a lot of different ways to do it. And so what it does is it offers people an ability to accept and be aware of things. And that doesn't mean that there aren't other times where you might act to change thoughts and behaviors, but it's another tool to have yeah. to navigate challenges. So mindfulness, two thumbs up, give it a try. <laughs> um, other things that the Jedi engage in that might be useful from a, a, a positive mental health sort of thing, I'm not really familiar with the research, but I, I'm, cer I'm pretty certain there is some research showing that there's some mental health benefits to engaging in sort of altruistic sort of behaviors like volunteering or things like that, which I think is kind of consistent with some of the Jedi teachings as well. So that, I mean, that's another thing that kind of comes to mind too. Well, in one example, since um, both of us are interested in suicide prevention research at extreme levels where people feel that they're not contributing and feel that they're not helping society, that is associated with, one, with feeling suicidal desire or feeling like Someone, like their life isn't worth it or meaningful to others. And often 
most people are, that's an incorrect assumption, unfortunately, mm-hmm. due to mental health problems or viewing themselves as not worthy. But one thing that we suggest sometimes is to volunteer and reach out and kind of have real concrete ways that show how they are contributing and helping people. So there do seem to be, like you said, mental health benefits to that. Yeah. So those, I, I, nothing else is really jumping off my into my mind right off the top of my head just in ways of how Jedi sort of teachings might correlate to positive mental health. And is anything jumping out to you, Katie? Uh, one thing, one more thing that I would say is that there's a type of therapy called dialectical behavior therapy that was designed to um, prevent suicidal behavior, and it's complex. It would require mm-hmm. at least one other episode, but it does incorporate Eastern tradition and mindfulness mm-hmm. and things like we're talking about. And one thing that they talk about is that often in all people, and this is a metaphor, of course, there's an emotional state of mind, and that's kind of where our feelings are. That's where love and appreciation of music and art and all of those things comes from. And then there's a ra- more rational state of mind where that's problem solving and, and taking a very non-emotional approach, and that both of those have value. But what this therapy does is talk about getting into a state of wise mind where you're incorporating both rational and emotional states of mind together and therefore using all of your wisdom to make decisions that are in your best interest. And this can be very helpful for people, for example, who act impulsively Mm -hmm. or who struggle with understanding how they feel. Maybe they're focused on what other people feel. And so that central state is called wise mind. And there is a quote that reflects this. Um, This is conversation between Luke Skywalker and Yoda. Luke Skywalker says, how am I going to know the good side from the bad? And Yoda says, you'll know when you are calm, at peace, passive. And so that is the idea of getting, it is, they didn't have DBT in mind, but, mm-hmm. it, or dialectical behavior therapy, but it is the idea that you can make decisions when you're in that calm, peaceful state. And actually, going back to the mindfulness, the idea with this therapy is the way that you get to wise mind is through mindfulness exercises where you become aware of emotional and rational emotional states. Yeah. So I, I know one thing that we've both talked about, and I think we actually have a, an entire podcast episode about, is incorporating sort of these uh, more nerdy interests into therapy and, and what ways we can do that. And uh, I'm noticing you have a few a, a resource of a few qu- quotes that might be used for therapists. Should we pick a few of the favorites that you have there and maybe talk about those? Sure, if you'd like to do that. Um, this is kind of reflecting mindfulness, I guess, one more time. Is Let's act it out. You can be... Okay. <laughs> you can be Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. So uh, Qui-Gon, or me, uh, <laughs> channeling Qui-Gon says... Don't center on your anxieties, Obi-Wan. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. And then, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. And Qui-Gon responds saying, but not at the expense of the moment. And I think you're right. I mean, that is just uh, hits on that mindfulness skin, which we've already, of course, covered fairly well. But maybe just to reemphasize just how it is just taking that very non-judgmental view of what's happening to you here and now. I heard, just because I, I, I actually like mindfulness a lot, a really great analogy that I heard um, a very long time ago in class was thinking of uh, maybe negative thoughts as being sort of like 
uh, a, either a cloud or a train car and uh, just recognizing that they can just pass right by and, and how freeing it is to think that thoughts are just thoughts. You don't need to stop it and ruminate on them. You don't need to engage them. You can just let them go and then that's it. I thought yeah. that was a really interesting thing. So. It is, and I think it helps a lot for people in therapy. So if someone is very socially anxious and doesn't want to interact, um, maybe with their friends because their mind is filled with thoughts about possible rejection, mindfulness could help to say you can just observe those thoughts, but mm -hmm. you can still go on with your behavior. Um, I've seen clients think it's helpful with addiction where they have thoughts about using some kind of substance and they learn, well, I don't have to act on all those thoughts. I can observe them. And so those are some of the areas that this has been employed. Yeah. Another uh, good quote I'm seeing on this uh, great resource that you have here is a quote from Padme that says, uh, to be angry is to be human. I think that's a really great one. And another one that I could see being really useful in therapy because it's very often uh, that I'm thinking of clients who are experiencing uh, really strong negative emotions. And not only is the experience of the negative emotion uncomfortable, but they also are very critical of themselves for experiencing the emotion itself. And it's so cyclical in nature because first you're feeling bad, then you're feeling bad that you feel bad, and that just leads to more and more negative affect until... It's just they become so uncomfortable or dysregulated. Mm -hmm. So I think recognizing that emotions, and as someone who's researched emotions, it's they're very important and interesting to me, but recognizing that emotions are a natural part of just being a person, and it's okay to feel bad. Uh, uh, feeling bad, uh, feeling sad, for example, it's not a, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It's okay just to feel that way, and, uh, and maybe that's where mindfulness can come in and, and just... Let yourself feel bad. It, it, it's okay. So. Yeah, exactly right. And that's kind of like we've talked about. That's the that's the part that some psychologists thought were missing from things that focus more on just change how you think about. It. This is saying no. Sometimes it's appropriate to feel sad. So allow yourself to feel the emotions. Yeah, fighting them can make it worse. Absolutely, and a lot of times I think it does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe one last one. Mm -hmm. Should we, we do up? our demonstration for that? Uh, Listeners out there, in the next five seconds, I want you to think about anything other than a white bear. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that's the example that's used. So I'm guessing, since we're just recording this and you're not really in this microphone, that, <laughs> <laughs> that you had a hard time not thinking of a white bear. But that's kind of the example that's used is the more you try to not think about something, the harder it is, the more like it, it pushes to be in your mind and so exactly what Brandon was saying that you accept that you feel angry then it might stay at a certain level rather than saying don't be angry don't be angry don't yeah. be angry and then just like the white bear thing it'll come back to your mind yeah that's a really great example so uh, one last quote to maybe uh, wrap up uh, this section uh, I think this is a really good one too an Anakin Skywalker quote there's not two parts so uh, unfortunately we won't be able to get that, you. that really good back and <laughs> forth but uh, it reads sometimes we must let go of our pride and do it what is requested of us and, uh, Can I give you an inspiration point, even though I'm not a DM? Um, no, okay. actually. I wish I... So you can, but unfortunately, because <laughs> I'm nothing. the DM, that will mean that uh, we're playing the campaign Curse of Strahd. Strahd will have an inspiration point to use against your oh, party. Oh, no, no, no. I take so, it back. <laughs> so, uh, um, but I appreciate the, the sentiment, nonetheless. <laughs> I think this is a really good, uh, a really great quote that could be used in a couple of ways. So one thing that um, I'm thinking of, and I think maybe it could be applied differently, like I just said, is sometimes folks come to therapy and, and their expectation is, 
I want to spend this hour with you and you're going to have these magical words that are going to make me feel a lot better. Well, the, the reality of the situation is we're going to spend an hour together, but there's still like 160 more hours in the week, and we need to find a way to fill those hours so that ultimately you can become your own therapist and do these things for yourself. And what that means is that there's going to be things that, that you're going to have to go outside of the session too. So I think you could use this as sort of a... Uh, motivational thing to maybe get people engaged in the homework assignments and you know yeah maybe this isn't it may not not have to do with pride but maybe just sort of a yeah the, it sucks and I, and I can understand that that you're going through a hard time but this is the path to getting better and sometimes we just have to do these things I could think of it being applied maybe in that way mm-hmm. yeah so um but as always here we are running out of time so maybe we can unless do you have any other last thoughts katie i always seem to cut you off i apologize for oh, that no no that's i i think that you captured a lot of the main aspects of this and like we mentioned i think we do every episode there are a lot of uh separate episodes that can go more oh, in depth yeah. into every topic but hopefully this was a helpful overview for those of you who are interested yeah, absolutely. If you have any questions about any of these concepts, just like always, um, mindfulness or maybe dialectical behavior therapy or Star Wars or or why the first movie is good, you can <laughs> you can you know send us a note. We're we're always interested to disseminate any of that information, um, and maybe are slightly more qualified to disseminate the psychological than the Star Wars information, but we've got it all. So uh, maybe just to wrap up with our classic. Uh, critically internationally acclaimed uh, closing segment Pros of Wisdom with Brandon here it is so I think our pros of wisdom for today are uh, first um, give mindfulness a try there's a lot of good videos there's a lot of good apps maybe you'll find it useful there's certainly research to show that it has a lot of physical and mental health benefits so give that a try Um, other uh, closing points um, think about think about maybe giving back or doing something good or thinking about you know if you were a jedi what would be the way that you would try to make a difference i don't know something cheesy like that i don't know that's how i think about the world in cheesiness so those are my two pearls of wisdom for today anything else katie i i just think that connecting these kind of ancient traditions and seeing how they can be applied in modern times is so interesting and so I guess, you know, I don't know that this is a pearl of wisdom, but just a thought that if you see some of these themes and the art that you're looking at, you can actually derive these really great things. Like, Star Wars is so much more than entertainment, which Mm -hmm. talking about this just reminds me why I like it so much. There's just so much depth there and so much to be learned. And it is entertaining, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks very much for listening, folks. Just like every week, uh, even if we missed our usual Thursday podcasting by a bit, we apologize. But we'll, we'll get an episode every week, most weeks. Uh, but you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, our own website, www.jedi-council, spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L dot com. Uh, you can find our podcasts on Podbean. Uh, Stitcher or iTunes. If you're listening to them, go ahead and leave a rating. We really appreciate that. We aren't paying for any advertising or anything like that, so those sort of ratings that we get really help us to uh, help, you know, maybe help other folks find the show. So Yeah, and if, if you like what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tell your friends about it. Say, you know, I heard these two awesome uh, nerdy folks. They were super smart. They knew all sorts of stuff about mental health and Star Wars. You should give it a listen. If you dislike us, tell an enemy. 
tell an enemy. Maybe they'll like it. Good mm-hmm. thought, Katie. <laughs> That's very light side, dark side thinking, and I approve. So, uh, still trying to find a classic sign-off phrase, so I'm going to try something out. What did I say last week? I don't remember, but it wasn't good. I said, good. may the force be with you. Oh, yeah. So what you're remembering is not good is what I actually said. I apologize <laughs> for uh, discrediting your sign-off from last week. It, it was good, but if I'm remembering right, it was trademarked already. <laughs> that is likely. Okay, so... What if I just change one or two, like, the way I say it? I yeah. mean, trademark laws are weird, but maybe. <laughs> maybe we should come up with our own. So this week, uh, we're going to try one right out of the trilogy that everyone loves from Star Wars. Uh, fly casual, folks. <laughs>